Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hello and welcome to the, the, the boldness. Oh, it's rather, well, it's rather, rather wintry, well, rather wintry night in in uh, Melbourne town. Anyway, tonight on tonight. In fact, before we get into that, we should tell you that the boldness is all about gra- grabbing your human rights and not just not just waiting for some well-meaning person to give them to you. So go and demand your human rights. Anyway, I should introduce our usual co-host, Daniel Kirby. Welcome, Daniel. Good afternoon, Finn. How are you? Very well. Now, what's what's coming up on t- today's show? Well, tonight we've got a very hot topic. Tonight we're talking with Samantha Connor, creator of the Australian Disability Parking Wall of Shame. We are, we are indeed. So hopefully we can get her on the line all the way from uh, hopefully sunny... Perth, which is a lot different to Melbourne's weather currently. Well, Finn, is it? What's the big problem with disability parking to start with, Finn? Um, well, people. I think people, from my from my knowledge, or from my viewpoint, people really don't understand it. I mean, it's it's there to help people with disabilities, but I think often people who aren't don't have disabilities just park there purely because they're suiting themselves and and they're self-interested i don't necessarily think that they mean to that they mean to do any harm or be dis or or disrespect people with disabilities it's just that they often they they just are thinking for themselves and thinking without thinking about other people's needs well i said it will be quite interesting to see what Samantha has to say, and it certainly will be. And hopefully, and uh, so we might play a bit of a song, and uh, we'll be back after the song with uh, Samantha.
Back on 3CR 855 AM. This is The Boldness, and I think we just heard the Bear Brass Asylum Orchestra. I can't remember the, the actual song title, but uh, I know that they've launched an EP. I know that they've recently launched an EP, so it's probably. It's probably the name of the EP. That's very embarrassing. What? Is, well, what why don't you smile what? about it? Because that's the name of the song. Oh, there thing. you go. I, I can smile about my mistake. Magnificent. All right. Well, it's time to introduce our first or our guest for this evening, Samantha Connor, who is the creator of a Facebook group, Australian Disability Parking Wall of Shame. Welcome, Samantha. How are you? Good, Finn. How are you? Very well. Now, now. We should, uh, I guess, uh, disability parking has got into the news of late because a a, um, Melbourne FM commercial FM DJ uh, might have parked illegally in in a disabled car spot and uh, made a made a bit of a uh, made a bit of a joke about it. And uh, there's been quite the uh, furor about. Disability parking and 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 what it means. What what are what are your thoughts on on the re- reaction to um, to Fifi Box? Um, I'm I'm sort of hit with a little bit of um, a cross between horror and um, especially about the community response to it, and also I guess a bit of delight that the issue has actually been raised and profiled a little bit <laughs> over the last few days. Um, I think um, it's it's of concern that some people are saying, look, it's not really a big deal, just move along, when for a lot of people in Australia it really is a big deal. What are some of the issues around someone taking a disabled car parking spot, Samantha? Um, well, it's interesting, today I went to um, a shopping centre um, and parked and thought, oh, this is where I was actually run over last year. Um, there were... I went and counted, you know, how many people were parked illegally in the in the parking bays at the shopping centre, and ten out of twelve of of the people parked um, didn't have a, a parking permit um, to say that they were a person with a disability with a legal parking permit. And so I um, very slowly and carefully went through the car park to take my shopping back to the car, and um, somebody who was doing their makeup in the car in a four wheel drive reversed into me and and ran me over. So. <laughs> You know, that's that's probably the extreme end of the issue. Um, but for some people, you know, some people just aren't able to park further away and literally they have to sit there in circle for an hour until they can find a, ca- a car parking spot or they have to pack up and go home. What, do you th- what don't the general public understand about disability par- parking spots and the need for them? I'm sorry, can you speak up a bit? I can. What... What do you think? What What do you th- think people don't understand about the the need for disability parking spots? Oh, I think it's 
there's a bit of a perception that um, there's not many people who have a disability and, you know, when in fact it's um, 20% of the Australian population and 80% of, um, of parking permits are also used by seniors who, um, who have disabilities acquired by age. So, you know, you really are talking about perhaps your mum or your granddad. Um, or somebody with an invisible disability, um, you know, something like cancer or emphysema and um, something that people can't necessarily see. Um, I think the other thing is, um, which Fifi Box highlighted, she said, well, you know, it was six o'clock in the morning and nobody was there. And, um, and I thought, you know, there really is an assumption that people... I'm not quite sure what the assumption is, but that we don't have ordinary lives so you know I have six kids I'm a scout leader I'm um, active in the community I just happen to use a wheelchair and um, there's no reason that I wouldn't have been at the shopping centre at six o'clock in the morning as well as Fifi Box so um, probably more likely to be actually so um, that, I think that perception that perhaps we all live at home you know with one cat and we occasionally venture out bravely into the community is a little bit of a, um, a false thing. Well, I think I think what it probably highlights is that people people don't really people only really think are thinking of themselves instead of thinking going into with the mindset. Well, so if I if I actually park in this spot, I might be I, I might be affecting someone who actually needs it. Yeah, that's and 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 that. Um I think there's that, you know, part of it is that lack of regard and part of it is that lack of the understanding of how important that might be. Um, I know a lot of parents who have um, children with disability, for example, um, who, you know, have to get out of the car, struggle with an electric wheelchair and an oxygen bottle and it's, um, you know, it's hard to do anyway. It's, it's take, You take a huge amount of energy actually to stress your body just to get towards shopping shops or pharmacies or doctors or workplaces. And so um, when you see people just disregarding, um, you know, disregarding that when we actually have legislation um, in place to make sure that people can't illegally park, it really... Um, it really is a little bit of a kick in the guts and when you get a little bit of a kick in the guts 40 times a week it, it can be really um, difficult for people who are already sometimes doing it hard Oh Samantha <clears throat> I liken a disability parking spot to being a red light in a country town um, do you still go, should a person actually still go through the red light um, because nobody else is there it's the same with a parking spot wouldn't you think so? Well, yeah, I live in a country town. I'd probably, um, oh, look, we've got um, boom gates with a try. We don't have any parking lights in our country town. But, you know, I, I drive through the city the city at night time and um, three o'clock in the morning there's not people there. Um, I wouldn't go through a red light. Um, I guess the difference is that... Um, you know, in the city that you're probably aware that there might be a red light camera, there might be a um, police officer lurking around the corner and people are a little bit frightened of also doing the wrong thing there. So it's less about the safety thing and consideration and more about the um, the fact that you might get penalised, which isn't necessarily the case when it comes to disability parking. Well, what about the disability parking? A person maybe have to manoeuvre a wheelchair let's say, from the back of a van, for example, what happens if the person parks too close to the uh, van 
because they've gone over where the disability parking bay is. Yeah, it it depends um, really on on what type of you know uh, van and what type of equipment you're using. A lot of people have hoists on the top of their um, car, which sort of takes one wheelchair space plus a bit. And um, if you're parked too close, usually if you're parked um, really really close to the other side, and there's you're just not able to get out. So a lot of people just can't get out of their car. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate in that I can walk a bit and have um, sticks so I can, you know, put my wheelchair in the boot and can park, but I just can't travel very far. And um, so I need that I need that closer spot, whereas for some people it's about having that wider parking space. What sort of, what sort of awareness or what can be done... I. I guess to change people's perception of disability parking sp- spots and their and and their need, do we, do we need an awareness campaign or or is there some other way of doing it? Um, I, th- I think we need a bit of a multi-pronged approach. At the risk of sounding like a government worker, <laughs> that you know that we we really I think the disability parking wall of shame is a good start. That um, we have a community of people with disability and family members. Um, who can get together and, and share information about legislation and um, talk and you know raise community awareness and and do some um, public shaming I guess you know which is an old fashioned approach but sometimes a good one um, but I think also there needs to be um, some systemic work as well where people are actually talking to local government authorities and saying hey look this is a really good opportunity for you to actually make some money so um, people are are more unlikely to park in a parking spot if they're going to get hit with a thousand dollar fine um so i think i think the awareness you know and i and i do think i heard here uh, darren hinch talking about this issue with fefe box and um and he said look it's a really shameful thing to do this and i think most people don't actually see it as a shameful thing so maybe we do need an awareness program which is um something like you know the one that was run with uh, the coward punch you know that that it's it's not okay to do to to act antisocially and um, to to do terrible things to other people, even if it is by accident or because you're busy or because you didn't think about it. Ah, uh, Samantha, what do you think the idea of adding demerit points for parking repeatedly in disabled parking is a fair call? Oh, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> we're, we're That's how be... you do this. So if a person does this, let's say four or five times, now they'd have to be almost a serial offender. Oh, there's many serial offenders. I think um, the issue with that is that there's the way that um, that parking disability parking spots are are, are actually policed um, is not by the police, and so that's that's a, an issue for um, that's, that's an issue across the board. You know, sometimes uh, shopping centre car parks have done deals with the local ranger. Um, you know, it's a local government authority responsibility. Sometimes it's the shopping centre themselves, and um, it's usually a local government um, thing, unless it's unless it's parking on the street, in which case it's a parking inspector. Um, but I'd I'd certainly think it would be lovely if people um, were hit with a a parking demerit point. You know, um, it really, you know, when when you're looking at um, safety and public safety it is an issue there's a um a youtube video called just two minutes and um it really profiles you know the possibility that somebody can be um killed when somebody reverses into a wheelchair user right now how long has the facebook page disability parking wall of shame been running for 
Uh, I think we've only been running for about um, a year and a half, perhaps. And it's as of today, there are two thousand three hundred and twenty-eight members. So it's a a big it's a big group. Um, we're a very diverse group of people who have a lot of really um, different experiences and opinions. And I think um, some of the um, the best things that have happened out of that is that people who have different types of disabilities and different circumstances have become more aware of other people's issues. So yeah, it's been a it's been a real journey and um, actually a real privilege to actually be involved in the group. We should probably explain just at this point what what is the disability Australian disability parking wall, wall of shame. Um, it was originally um, an idea that we had. There's a, there's a couple of other groups which are actually also running on Facebook. I should mention where um, where people do the same thing. But the idea was because it's it's such a it's a thing that makes you feel very powerless when you're you're circling around a shopping centre for 40 minutes looking for a car park at Christmas time, um, you know, and you can't find one because there's all these people illegally parked. Um, so I think it was an idea of empowering people without in a in a way that was a little bit um, more harmless. Some people are advocates of um, keying cars and letting down tyres and that kind of thing. And um, apart from the fact that, you know, it's illegal and antisocial, it's also dangerous because some people who park in um, accessible parking bays aren't necessarily nice people. And, you know, there's a very good chance that you're going to get beaten up if you're caught doing it. So... Um, we thought that the name and shame um, approach, Facebook is a great medium and has, um, you know, great connectivity across Australia. And um, we thought it would be a good idea so that people had could sort of empower themselves to take a photograph of, of somebody without a permit. They always check for the permit, take a photograph and uh, post it on the wall. And um, it's been really interesting. There's some very, you know, there's, uh, I think Bunnings is the... Um, probably the top offender in terms of car parks with people who have trailers who are parked across three disability bays and um, a, a lot of people um, who share information with each other um, have really sort of um, got courage to act whereas before they would just go home and be upset about it but um, people are now contacting um, local radio stations, newspapers, writing letters to business owners and sharing sharing those photographs to actually make people aware that this isn't an okay thing to do. Ah, uh, Samantha, is that one of the things I found on Google? It was a picture of a car park, and there was a few little things that were placed there with um, placards saying, "Gong, we'll be back in a couple of minutes," and that was to highlight the issue around disability parking when someone actually takes their spots. Do you think that's reasonable? Um. Look- no, not really. <laughs> it's, um, you know, that, it might just be a couple of minutes, but if you're driving past, you're not going to know that it's just for a couple of minutes because it takes a couple of minutes to drive past. Well, but that's what I'm actually saying, Samantha, is that uh, people had actually placed some uh, wheelchairs in able-bodied parking and just left them there with, oh, with okay. those placards oh, sorry, but, okay, to actually yeah. highlight what would happen if they if their spots were taken. Yeah, yeah, I do remember seeing this. Yeah, it. Um, I think acts of activism can sometimes be really, really, um, you know, effective in raising awareness because um, this has been an issue for a really long time and and I don't think things are changing. So as a, I'm not just a disability advocate, I'm an activist and um, I would actually have a laugh as I drove past, I think. 
Right, also, if a person has a disabled parking sticker, do they have any extra time when they're parking at normal bays? Uh, that depends from state to state. So in some states you'll have double time and um, in some states it's different. You know, So, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there was a big push for a harmonisation of disability parking across Australia and as you can imagine there are many, many stakeholders and many, many opinions with this issue and um, so at the moment it's, it's different depending on where you are. Now, um, I... We're speaking t- tonight with Samantha Connor, who is the cre- creator of the Facebook g- group Australian Disability Parking Wall of Shame. Now, there's also, anecdotally, I'm told that people, there are people who who had the parking permit le- legitimately because they because they used to t- take their dear old mum to appointments. And uh, shopping and the like, and now poor mum has since died, but they've they've kept the sticker. Is that is that? I mean, are you hearing so- stories like that? And 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 what should those people do? Uh, I think that's where the the awareness of um, shaming um, needs to come in, because um, even when mum hasn't died, sometimes family members will just take it out and um, use mum's sticker. You know, or mum's car, so it, it's it is a it is a difficult thing to police. I think um, there was some discussion about people having their photograph, um, you know, on the on the actual um, uh, permit, and I don't think any of those discussions have been resolved. So I really think that it's going to be a um, a community, you know, a, a combination of community awareness where people can actually, um, you know, really feel ashamed of their behaviour if they get caught doing that and um, and policing and so maybe it's about um, you know matching matching a person's checking parking permits to make sure that they're in date. Um, I know that they need to be applied for every year so presumably if um, mum's died a year ago um, it's it's not going to be an issue for, for too much longer. Well a lot of a lot of people just say oh oh yeah, but I'll you know I'll keep the permit just because it's con- convenient with it, without actually thinking about it. I suppose so. If we can eradicate that, that would be good. But but also um, there was a there was a there was a push to make disability parking laws universal and have uh, you know different type of permits for permanent disability or temporary disability. But that doesn't seem to ever happened no and it's um it, it is difficult that um you know that some people do have temporary dis- disabilities and um you know you might um for example have a hip replacement and and be using a wheelchair for a, a period of time that's not just a few weeks you know so it's quite reasonable for people who need to continue on with their day-to-day life you know need to um need to have a temporary parking permit. So I think um, the key to all of this is, is conversations with people with disability to understand what our lives look like, what our circumstances are, and um, and for the people who are the decision makers to actually engage with that rather than sort of making ad hoc decisions about about us instead of with us. Because, yes, because with the, with the Fifi Box Furore, or Fifi Book Gate, as it's been dubbed, um, 
people are trying to get Fifi to spend a day with someone with, with a disability to find out what it's like. Yeah. Is, and that, is that, do you think that would be a good um, idea? Oh, for, look, I'd, I have a, I feel slightly, I felt slightly bad for Fifi on about day one and um, I think it would be good. I think it's disappointing the way that um, Fifi has reacted by saying that she's being targeted by online trolls. Um, if Fifi had mistakenly or on purpose um, entered an art competition for Aboriginal people and she'd realised or had thought that she was going to be caught and then she'd painted her face brown in the in the girls' toilets before going out into her car, um, you know, people would be righteously horrified, you know. And the response to to people getting caught for poor behaviour and especially doing something as silly as bragging about it online, you know, and, and on the radio, um, really should just be, look, I stuffed up, I'm sorry. And I think people well and truly would have got over it. Um, I know another radio station um, has been accused of, you know, beating this up and mm. and um, a guy called Tom Elliott actually sent him a, a Facebook message and said, look, I'd just like to say, say thanks for raising awareness of this issue. And um, and he actually had a, a granddad with um, multiple sclerosis. So, you know, so I think it's it's just about awareness that, you know, Fifi Box might not have anybody with a disability in her life to understand how it impacts us. So spending a day in the life of a person with a disability might make a difference for Fifi in the way that she actually regards disability parking. Along the wider issue is that if a person wants to spend a day about disability parking, it could also be extended to accessible tram stops and stations as well. And then uh, maybe legislatures would actually get a very clear idea what it was really like and get a widespread community change. It would be great, actually, because transport is such a huge issue for so many people. And um, there's uh, some discussion in WA at the moment about um, getting some politicians to spend the day riding the trains, you know, to see what that actually looks like for a person with a disability. Um, I think, you know, obviously you're not going to experience what everything is like in a day, um, but it certainly can can change the way that you... Um, think about things. I travelled to um, to Sydney a few weeks ago with a friend um, who doesn't use a wheelchair and um, she was horrified because she was with me and she couldn't get a cab. So cab drivers routinely won't stop for wheelchair users. They expect you to have a short fare. It's a pain in the neck picking up a wheelchair. And um, and so, you know, we wanted to go shoe shopping because we're girls. <laughs> and, uh, and it was and it was raining. <laughs> and, um, and she was horrified that, you know, five five cabs just went past and ignored us so um i think you know if if she'd been told about that she it, it had a it, it has a different impact than actually experiencing it for yourself so now, now we're 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 almost, we're running sadly out of time but can you just give give us a bit of a sh- shout out for the for the australian disability parking wall of shame where can people f- go on facebook Absolutely. Um, look, if, if anybody wants to join, feel free to come and join us. Uh, we welcome all of everybody's diverse uh, views. We, and we don't just have people with disability. We also have people who just like rules. We have people who, you know, who are members of the public. It's not a restrictive group. And, um, yeah, look, it's, it's um, great to have a, a really diverse group of people who, um, who are able to talk about the issues on the Australian Disability Parking Wall of Shame.
Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining us tonight, Samantha, and um, and good good luck with the Facebook group. And let's hope we can get a better understanding of disability parking. Fantastic. Thanks, Finn. Cheers. And that was Samantha Connor, who, who is the creator of the disability parking, the Australian, pardon me, the Australian disability parking world. Well, wall of shame, and uh, sadly we have to we have to go. We we go, we'll be back uh, next month, I think August the twentieth, if I'm correct. Anyway, we're going to leave you with a tr- track, and it's a very ap- it's a very apt song we're doing. It's called "Do Something" by Joe Solomon and Friends. There you go. Tamil voices are up next. See you later.